Stacey V here, and you're listening to a series of romantic events where I give you my feedback and rundown on a different romance and literature series every two weeks. For our 16th episode, we're gonna head into a bit of absentee fatherism <laughs> as we read the Single Mom Second Chances series by Stephanie Holm. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> Stacy. where were you? <laughs> you were supposed to be here a week ago. Okay, so here's the deal, all right? I remember when we did Julia Quinn and I just didn't finish the series because I was like, I'm not motivated to do this. Life is too short to read bad books. We had that conversation. And I'm not saying that these books were bad. I don't I don't want you to think that that's what I thought. It was just, it was a long time. And I, <laughs> I just could not find the motivation to finish. And I feel like that pretty much sums up the entire series. Uh, but more so, there were a lot of graduations, like a lot of people. Like, I don't know what was so exciting about whatever that year was 18 years ago that people just decided we're all having our kids right now. But there were just so many parties and so many celebrations. I mean, you know, Mazel Tov, you know, congratulats. But I was just busy, okay? But got it to you. Didn't give you the old slipperoo again. You're welcome. Thank you, Stacy. Wow. So nice to be appreciated, really. So like I said, it's the Single Mom Second Chances series by Stephanne Holm. And it's a series, sure, but it's one of those series where you don't actually have the same characters um, from book to book. It's more like the idea is the series. So it's just a bunch of single moms, but the single moms don't know each other. They're not familiar with one another. It's not that situation. It's three completely separate stories. And the only thing they have in common is that it's a single mom is the heroine, right? And sometimes there's a single dad, sometimes there's not. It's it's a wild ride. The third one has magic in it. I don't really know. <laughs> it's one of those things where I feel like the author got to the third book and was like, you know what? Screw it. We're just gonna magic. Why not? Okay. So we're going to get into it. I, Stephanie Holm was not an author I was super familiar with. I had had this, the first book, which is Girls' Night, on my shelf since I was 16. And I remember I read it when I was, you know, a teen. Um, and apparently I liked it. I don't know. Has my flavor changed? Have I gotten better? To, I don't know. Okay, don't let me, <laughs> I'm not going to bias you for this. But the first book I did have on my shelf and then the other two I ordered in. So the first book, Girls' Night. We do have a single mom, like I said, and she has two girls. One is 12, one is 14, somewhere in there. Like, they're they're early preteens. So, like, if it's 11 and 13, somewhere in there where the hijinks they have is because of their age. And it's not like they hate their mom. It's like, oh, like, we need a dad. Uh, we find out that the dad in this book is dead and that they're just looking for somebody to be there for their mom because she's always so sad. Okay. The biggest problem that I have with these books, because it's going to keep coming up, is that there's no sense of urgency. Why are we here? Why does Stacey care? What are we working towards? And there are just so many opportunities where you could see that, okay, like this could be our end goal, right? This could be something that we could be working towards or something to give me this feeling of, okay, like urgency or like something's going to happen. What's going to happen next? You know, just, just kind of this push to to lead me to turn the page but that never happened okay so her name is Jalene Jalene she owns this coffee shop that she and her husband opened up together and he was super excited about opening this coffee shop and so was she because she wanted to support his dream she got pregnant okay he dies all right 
cool then we find out that he wasn't really financially as secure as she thought he was and the coffee place is going to go under and people really want just to order the cheap coffee down the street okay so now you're thinking okay Stacy so do we have like a timeline did somebody show up and say hey man you have a certain amount of months before this whole thing shuts down or you have to pay us a certain amount of money no that never happens she just kind of hints at we're, we're underwater and our kids sometimes have something to eat sometimes they don't I had to sell, sell the chandelier that I really liked and no one comes into the coffee place which is fine but it doesn't give me a sense of urgency right I have no idea when the the clock will run out on what it is that they have and how 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 emergent their need is okay so then you find out that the girls like I said want a dad for their mom and so they put in this this art this article this like I don't boyfriend wanted and in the newspaper right and because they're preteens they don't know that saying well I hope he has big feet because my dad you know he used to wear big shoes around the house my mom used to enjoy that his shoes were somewhere whatever um so they they made a lot of missteps like that in the in the help wanted ad okay so now I'm thinking okay cool like she has all these callers coming in she doesn't know that the kids put the article in the paper you know insert hijinks here but also insert super creepy guys making calls here one guy is like super creepy like hey you know I, I can give everything you need and I, I'm sure that you want me and Jolene is trying to hang up the phone and he just keeps calling back and it's super weird and it's super creepy and so now you're thinking okay like he's gonna find out where she lives what's the timetable on that nope they just kind of sweep it under <laughs> and it happens a lot all throughout these books okay so our guy Vince the hero of the book he's an author same thing super like she does a really great job of giving you background of these characters and giving them depth and having you understand like the relationships they have with their parents with their children if they have them Vince doesn't have any kids but he's really close with his dad and his father we find out is in love with somebody else in the town and she had a uh, she, she's a she, she's a widow she, she's a widow um, and, and her husband was abusive and she really wants to get with the dad and it's, it's a nice little side story but then again you know how I feel about older romances and how much I love them so is it a good side story is Stacy just a sucker for romance over 60 I don't know I think I might be anyway so Vince is our guy's name Vince comes back to town we found out he's an author and he does cr true crime and he writes like these stories of these serial killers and makes books about them and he's just like super famous fine great amazing we find out he comes back into town because the last serial killer he wrote about, he like got the guy to interview with him. And the guy says, yeah, I had a diary where I kept all of the notes of exactly what it sounded like when I was murdering them because I knew that we were going to have this talk and I'm such a huge fan, Vince. And the only reason I did it was so that I could talk to you afterwards. Oh, mm, what a good plot. What a good storyline. She did such a great job of like setting up like this. This is a great, it was just such a great plot point and I just wish she'd done so much more with it. So he's upset by this and he doesn't know what to do, right? Should I keep, should I keep writing? Should I not? He moves back into town he meets Jillian and like he shows up to you know to take care of the girls or whatever this, this is like before their romance starts and don't even get me started on the lack of romance in this book but anyway he shows up and then that creepy guy I was telling you about before he calls in and so this guy picks up the phone and you think okay like this is gonna be it he's gonna show up and Vince is gonna you know put some power to him we found out Vince is an ex-cop like okay like creepy guy's gonna show up this is gonna be a throwdown between him and Vince da -da 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 -da. nope none of that happens he calls creepily Vince answers the phone says I'm her boyfriend he wasn't at the time and the guy never calls back I'm like okay so we just threw that away same thing with Vince right you think that this creepy this creeper of a serial killer 
he starts sending things and you're like dude how is he sending stuff he's in jail this is crazy something's gonna happen nope throws it right away and I'm like okay (laughs) why do you keep teasing me if nothing's gonna happen then nothing's gonna happen but what is supposed to happen I just felt myself at every point of this book going okay so that's not it okay so that's not it okay not that either okay so he he ends up taking a lot of different time off from from seeing Jeline and she just ends up being fine with it at first she's kind of like okay like I haven't seen him in a couple days I haven't seen him in a couple months we find out he's writing this book and trying to figure out the best way to write it because he doesn't know how to feel that this guy is just killing people or was killing people because of his job and it's just it's one of those things where it was just so lost and I felt I, w- I was upset and I kept reading because I'm like, it's going to get better, Stacey. There's going to be something there for you. You're going to want to be here. But there was just no reason. There, there was no pull. And I, I, I really wanted there to be. I, I wanted something to happen where I felt like she was testing the characters, where I felt like, okay, she's going to lose the coffee shop today or today or today, or somebody's going to find out that her husband wasn't doing a great job. And like, his parents are going to call in and say, hey, this thing has happened, something, but just nothing like that happened. And of course, the book resolves with our, our, our hero finally just writing a book about himself and doing an expose of this this is what my life is like and what my life has been like writing about criminals and to have it all kind of come into a culmination of this final crime of this guy trying to live his life through me right which sounds so great but there was just nothing to back it up because we didn't have that like sucker punch of plot that sucker punch of things all coming together to culminate right when you find out that the coffee shop is doing well it's not because she like turned a corner or she figured out a way to kind of you know crack the hippocampus as it were no it's like some famous guy accidentally dropped by and he wasn't even real famous but because of that now more people are coming into the store not oh I figured out that this is the type of the coffee that people want or I figured out no it's just it was just kind of empty so if, if you're not you know if you're looking for deep characters if you're looking for a solid plot that goes nowhere which I hate to say but that's that's kind of it and it's, it's why it was such a slow read now <clears throat> like I said the characters in the books don't carry over from book to book so when we get to the second book which is Lucy gets her life back it's not in the same location none of the characters are from book one it's literally just like she's a single mom and the last one was a single mom and that's what we have so our second book our single mom is a single mom to two boys and one is 12 and one is 16 and it blew my mind blew my mind the eldest one our our lovely lovely 16 year old she moves to you know this little podunk town of nowhere because he was smoking pot right weed is his issue because the dad left them and went to marry some girl and is now living in we're gonna call it Tijuana even though he said Mexico I just like Tijuana a little bit better so he left him and he's living in Tijuana with his new um girl toy is it girl because it's boy toy what is it like girl whatever he moves to Tijuana the 16 year old's not having it he's upset he's like out here getting high okay fine so they moved to the new place and she's like yeah this is going to be great because I'm going to keep him away from all of that and he's going to be on the straight and narrow all fine all of it is just fine they moved there and our hero is an he's an ex-baseball player and he he teach he coaches little league and her two boys are going to be on the little league team so they're excited about it perfect our hero we find out had fathered a daughter way back and the daughter is turning 17 and basically it denied that he was the father because you know I was a pro baseball player everyone loves to lie I'm always super careful I don't think she's mine but by the time he believed that the daughter was his she was 15 and was like fine like if you don't believe it don't have to and then um his baby's mother died so now the girl's standing with her aunt and he he wants to have a relationship 
relationship with his daughter. All of that gets super weird. But back to a heroine. He's 16. One more time. And I keep saying this because it blew my mind. They then go on to like his vantage point of like, yeah, like he was just so upset with his dad. And sometimes the anxiety got too hard to control. And he just had to be, you know, a great big brother. And he was sad for his mom. So that's why he did the pot. All right, cool. Then he says, yeah, and um, we watched some explicit videos with, with, with some of my friends, and I just couldn't really get into sex. Like, I just, I wasn't really interested. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's 16, and he has no interest in anything. So he's smoking pot, right? But he, he has no interest in sex at all. Just not, I mean, I, I get if you say like everyone around here was unattractive and everyone he ever met, he wasn't attracted to. But to say that he just wasn't interested in sex yet and like he just wasn't, he hadn't reached that point in his life. I'm like, dude, he's a 16 year old boy. What do you, he reached it five years ago. What are you talking about? This, I, I mean, there's fiction and then there's this, right? Right? Is it me? <laughs> it might just be me. Anyway, so. He's upset. He like told her to truck. She moves all the way out here to get them away from that. You know, they're going to join the Little League. She's going to be, um, uh, sh she's a private chef. She likes to go in people's houses and cook for them, which I don't know if the author decided like cooking was going to be her thing. The first thing was a coffee shop. The second one is a personal chef. She moves to the town and then there's this whole kind of back and forth about her and the other personal chef in the town. I'm like, a personal chef's a thing? Like, do people really hire them this often for it to be like, I'm going to move to the town and take over half the personal chef needs? Is this a thing? Someone needs to tell me if this is a thing because I don't believe it. I refuse. Anyway. She gets in contact with the other personal chef and he's saying, yeah, I have way more work than I, than I can, um, than I can handle and your hands will be full if you move up here. And then she moves up there and they're not very clear about whether or not he's just telling everybody she's bad or saying I can handle everything, but everyone's turning her down. And I'm like, why don't you just get a job? It's like, you know, a cook in a restaurant or like something while you bide your time instead of letting everything fall down around you and thinking you may have to move again. Okay fine the boys join little league it's really great for them she starts falling for our lovely hero and the issue they keep having is that there's some sort of um, gossip around the town that the reason that he stopped playing baseball um, you know and became a coach is because he had some sort of drug problem and so now she goes oh, I can't be with him he has a drug problem because my 16 year old has a drug problem and run plus one equals drug I guess I don't <laughs> I don't know I have no idea so, so she's like I can't be with him because it's clear he has a drug problem I'm like did you ask him because gossip is gossip and to say you're not going to be with a guy because of some supposed drug problem when he seems fine now a bit it's a little I mean, all right. Have you done any research? She hadn't, by the way, just to clue you in there. We find out that he had um, an alcoholism problem, that the baseball was causing him anxiety, and then the daughter having thing was causing him anxiety, so he was drinking, and then he finally stopped drinking, and that's when he realized that the daughter was probably his, you know, that the whole thing, it was all connected. They didn't really resolve that either. <laughs> it kind of felt like she understood that he was an alcoholic, and then she was like, oh, I thought it was drugs, and he goes alcohol is a drug I mean I mean addiction is addiction I feel like the book had a big problem with like weed is a really hard drug but alcohol is not an addiction problem at all I, I don't I have no idea what research was done to write this but it was mind-blowing all right she just accepts it and he decides yes like these kids are really nice and they're really good on the team there's also a weird thing with boats where like his dad owns a boat and the father from the first book owned a boat and i have no idea where, where this author is going ever 
So then we find out that his daughter wants to come spend the summer with him because she didn't want to sleep with her current boyfriend. And so he cheated on her and slept with her best friend. And so she's like, you know, I'm 17. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go live with my dad. So she shows up. And then when she shows up, I thought it was really nice that they had a conversation about, okay, what am I going to say to the people, right? How am I going to introduce you because no one knows he has a daughter so what do you want to say that makes you feel comfortable and doesn't make you feel like you're on the spot they agree we're going to introduce you as a friend of the family perfect that lasts literally for a day and I wondered to myself (laughs) why say it at all why is this in here they introduce her as a friend of the family then he takes our heroine back to his you know to his place and says yeah she's not a friend of the family she's my daughter and I'm like okay this would have had a bigger punch if it hadn't been 12 hours then his daughter takes the 16 year old to the side and says yeah like he's not a friend of my family I'm his daughter I'm like one more time if we're just gonna tell everybody I just don't why do we what are we doing all right same thing problem with urgency right because then you think okay Stacy like this story is gonna take place over the course of the summer right you introduce the guy you introduce his daughter you say okay this is his time clock so we count down to see whether or not she wants to actually have a relationship with him nope mm-mm that doesn't happen. They they get close, of course. You know, this is my daughter. This is my dad. We're excited. She starts calling him daddy. I'm like, bro, it's been three months. Do we really just erase 17 years in three months? Nice try. I don't think you know how trauma works, but okay. She calls him daddy at the airport. <laughs> I'm like, no, she doesn't. Whatever lie. And we're going to go to Disneyland someday. And that was the last we saw of him. Okay, sure. We ran through that. Same thing with our guy, uh, with our 16-year-old and his weed problem. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that him having several jobs and trying to figure out his life and getting stuff together was not effectful. What I'm effective. What I'm saying is that it didn't do a good job of resolving his issues. Right? I hate my dad. He never. He's never here for me. How am I supposed to deal with this? And inserting this guy to say like, oh, well, he was a baseball player and he's a man and I need a man in my life and he will do not how kids work, not how adults work, not how anything <laughs> works, but all right, they, they, they form a bond. None of this was the issue. All of it was fine. We were good. We were good until the 16 year old and the 17 year old started flirting with each other. Wasn't weird because I get it, right? Kids are kids. I find her attractive. She finds me attractive. I'm like, that's cool. But your parents like each other. We're definitely going to have to resolve this, right? Because he's going to be your stepbrother. And I get it. You're 16. She's 17. And like, you guys didn't kiss over the summer, I don't think. And she's like, maybe I'll see you again. I'm like, no, you you will because they're going to get married because that's how these books work. So you're going to see him again. Is this going to be some weird... I'm married to the son and they're married to each, but you're not adults. All right. (laughs) I'm just just sitting here. And like I said, no sense of urgency on that either. The daughter leaves. They're both in little league. They like the time now, but it's just that there was no sense of like, okay, if she doesn't get enough chef jobs, she's going to have to leave the town, right? That they moved into this kind of worn down place that was to be destroyed but we didn't know when it was going to be destroyed we didn't know what her timeline was on okay you can stay here for this amount of time you have to find a place right or it's going to be demolished on such and such dates you're going to have to figure out and get some sort of steady income before then not that either nothing just kind of here's the town here's the people (laughs) like okay it's just okay 
but once again like i said the the characters were very well thought out they had really solid backstories i understood everybody's motivations and what they were doing there and what was going on the problem is that i didn't understand why right they also threw in this 103 year old woman her name was spin okay we found out that the hero was dating a woman that he wasn't super interested in anymore she was in love with him he was in love with her fine they break up she then goes to volunteer at this old folks home where we find spin the 103 year old woman spin is like okay i now have you know a purpose in my life i'm gonna help this woman find herself and she's like helping her to quit smoking and saying you don't always need a man and it's just they have a nice relationship together but the point is are, are we waiting for spin to die is there some sort of urgency because we know that this woman needs to break all of her bad habits before spin dies it's just it's never clear as to what these kind of side trips are for and what the end goal is which is why you never know when you get there and then when the book ends you're like okay <laughs> same thing our third and final book <laughs> which is pink moon and like i said it just it kind of it went so left field they're like okay there's a pink moon in the sky fine and when this when our heroine cooks there's magic in the food and she she never says that there's magic in the food but it's like people eat her muffins and then they fall in love with their wives again people eat her muffins and like their sex life is crazy again people eat her salmon and they they go back onto into their relationships people eat her food and now the kids are playing in the backyard and you're like oh okay is she magical is there magic in this universe book three is kind of late for you to start telling me about magic things but all right our our heroine she shows up and she has a five-year-old with her and most the only thing we know is that she got pregnant um she'd been super careful she got pregnant had the baby and then the guy slipped out in the middle of the night so she found him at like his cousin's house and asked for all the custody rights he gave it to her there was some sort of scare with the bee sting and so now he um has to walk around with an epinephrine pen fine all good she doesn't have any money she shows up into town and she's a cook like i said a magical cook and it's not like personal chef it's literally i, I want to cook at a restaurant and of course all the restaurants are full up and so instead of you saying to me okay well stacy like something happened or she she had like a bake-off and it was just so good that somebody hired her on the spot it's like no there are no waitressing jobs she's an awful waitress there are no cook jobs she's well can't be hired as a cook because no cook offerings are open she gets hired as a waitress a bad one and then one night randomly a guy shows up while the cook is already gone and she makes him a meal and that's how she gets her job and I'm like okay but this is like 80 percent in right like we spend most of the book with her kind of teetering on okay I, I don't have enough money to pay rent and then our hero shows up and we find out that he owns like a bunch of cottages down the way she doesn't know this he moves her in and barely charges her rent she doesn't know he's in charge it's a whole thing our hero also has a kid the same age but we find out that his wife is always coming to see her son right she comes as well he takes the son over there to see her she lives in los angeles they live in you know middle of nowhere with a pink moon and so he takes his son to los angeles to see her and out of nowhere she just decides she wants full custody and that he doesn't need custody anymore and that he had never signed up for it because they had some sort of unwritten agreement about him just holding on to the kid and her seeing him whenever she wanted to fine then we find out way later this is like 95 percent in that the only reason this happened is because she couldn't have kids right and so because of the one child she actually had she had abandoned she wanted him back fine fine 
and we don't actually know what he does right so he he okay fine we know he's a contractor we know he's building things we know he's working on different like hotels and different locations and then he owns the cottages and his family is super well known and they take care of him and he takes care of them and it's just a nice town but the same thing where I don't know what our sense of urgency was, right? Because the book didn't start off with, oh my goodness, I'm in the fight for my life for my kid. And you know that the book will be resolved when I end this fight. And we also didn't know when that was going to be, right? It's not like she said, hey, it, it ends in February. We're now in December. Nope, it's going to end. I'm going to court Um, when. Yeah, I, I didn't tell my family at all because I don't want them to worry, okay? And then we show up one day and we find out like, oh my goodness, he really is going to have to go to court. He's going to have to fight. Okay, when? Nothing, nothing, not at all. Same thing with her and her kid and not finding a job. And you're like, okay, like she can only stay in this motel for so long. It costs her however much a month. She only got a part-time waitressing job. Oh my goodness. Soon she's going to run out of money. And then he offers her the location that's only going to cost her $300 a month. And then her son says, well, we have nine grand in a bank. I'm like, so where is the urgency? What are the stakes? Where is this going? Why am I reading? What What is the point, right? What, what's bringing them together? What's pulling them apart? Any of that. Then he does lose, he loses the court case. I was like, oh, wow, like he really is going to lose the rights to his son. LOL, JK, he loses the rights. And then his his baby's mother shows up and says, oh my goodness, no, you take so much better care of him. He's actually yours. I'm like, but th- this makes no sense. This makes no sense. Why? What was the purpose of all that? She dragged you. And, and e- even if it had happened this way, there should be some sort of blowout. There should be some sort of conversation about you dragged me through all of this. And now you're gonna give my son back. Like there's, there's some sort of pushback. There's some sort of friction. It doesn't just happen that you put me through crap for like months of like, I want my son, I want my son, I want my son. And then once you get him, you're like, LOL, JK, here's your kid back. Like, no, no, someone's upset. Someone is expressing emotion. Someone has an emotion. Does anyone, does anyone have emotion around here? No, she she just has magic food. I, you know what? I could almost understand it if she had served them something like him, him and his baby's mother. She had served them dinner and then magically they were happy. I would. I will take that you can give me that because you told me through all this book that her food is magic so if they had eaten it and then she decided to give the kid back that would check that dog would hunt but that's not what happened that's not what happened at all so like I said overall throughout these three books the only main thing is that there was a single mom may or may not be a single dad it turned into a single dad um the second book the second book and the third book because the second book was the single dad where the daughter showed up and she was 17 and then the third book where the single dad had a kid the same age fine there's no real kind of overall um understandings or lessons to be learned the first two books had this weird thing with the hero where they wouldn't hold anything in their right hand the first one was because he had gotten shot because he was holding a coffee in his right hand when a guy came in to shoot him and he was like my gun hand wasn't ready same thing in the second book where like his fighting hand or his dominant hand wasn't free so now he doesn't hold anything in his left hand but like I said she decided book three was a crapshoot and <laughs> she just didn't care so that didn't follow through he also wasn't an ex-cop the second and first book I can't tell if the second one was an ex-cop I feel like he was but whatever he was oh no ex-baseball right um so anyway nothing kind of consistent or flowing throughout other than the single moms and not even kind of like the same inner spirit of like oh like this is what happened to my husband because we, we had a widow then we had oof, a divorcee and then we had a just kind of a runoff deadbeat so 
if you're interested in deep characters, if you're not really super concerned about, you know, pushing somewhere, right? Like, where are we going? This is one of those books where like, I could put it down, and then not come back to it and be okay. Versus those ones where I'm up to 3am, 4am, <laughs> the sun is coming up, and I'm still reading the novel. That won't happen. <laughs> you will close it and quickly forget what exactly happened. And I say that because I'd read this book before. And as, as we've talked about before, I'm going through books on my shelf and kind of completing the series if I only have one book. I've read this book before, the first one, and I couldn't remember any of this. I remembered 0%. Um, and I get it, right? Like, since that was 10 years ago, I'm like, I know that. But I've read other books that I've read 10 years ago, and I can pick up certain things, right? Certain characters, certain things that have happened. This was like nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. But if you like it, you should read it. It, it was not an awful read. It was just kind of like there where I, I didn't feel the urgency to finish. As you could tell, because here we are a week later. <laughs> but we'll come back in two weeks when we read the Daventry Sisters series by Kimberly Logan.